0: That actually brings up a point, though. Oh, we're back to here, aren't we? (laughs) We always
1: come back to here somehow. This show goes to weird places after a while, especially when I'm controlling it here. It's Wednesday, and you're listening to Hump Day Vibes on Radio Fremantle 107.9 FM, and you're here with Brock, Byron, and Alex.
2: So what have you been doing today? Welcome back to Hump Day Vibes on Radio Fremantle 107.9 FM. You're here with Brock, Byron, and Alex... Either to drive you home or, you know, get you through the last few hours of work, either way. So yeah, coming up on today's show, we've got our normal, you know, Reddit, Nerd Talk, Game sash, blah, blah, blah. You know the drill. We've also got Traffic Jam Talk. What? And then of course, uh, H.P. Lovecraft because Alex wants it. Anyways, going to our first song is Ray Park, The Lucky Ones. you listen listening to 100 Vibes. I'm Ray Freeman, 107.9 FM. Read it. This is the most addictive website known to man. It will tear your life apart. And that's how we found this question. Welcome back, guys. Wakey, wakey.
1: I was always a week.
2: Oh,
0: good. Uh, so, Brock, you've got the question this week. What is it? The question of this week is... About what tips or pieces of advice do you constantly see that you strongly disagree with?
2: Hmm. Well, firstly, I'll go back to the olden days of, you know, you'd be really close to the TV, and then the square eyes come oh, in. Yeah, uh, I was gonna say the
1: square eyes. Just, but then again, though, it's still harmful to your eyes if you're like right up close to your screen for long periods of time. So I don't know. It was a good way to scare us into, because you need to keep sort of the uh, the story quite simple when it comes to that but did you ever like read one of those children's books where the person would literally get like square eyes they would turn square and they would freak oh, yeah, out yeah, yeah those scared me all right
2: <laughs> although uh, the face getting stuck in one way yeah you know if, if you was it you pull many faces, your face would get stuck like that
1: <laughs> but yeah uh it's so- hard for me to think about any at the moment though I'll start it- you off then because yes. I've got one
0: so uh mine's about um giving up, so people say never give up and stuff like that. And I think it's okay to give up sometimes. I'd rather fail knowing that I tried my best than uh, constantly... But the important like, bit is you tried. That's what I mean. Like That's the important bit. Because if you don't try, you've already failed. Yeah, exactly. And I, I think the that issue comes if people don't want to fail. And failing is an important life lesson. It's the same with winning or losing in the sense of uh, effort. Like, yeah, I'll use, like, say, little kid sports, for example... Like, they always go off at the end and say, no, nah, it was a draw and stuff like that. But every, ling- uh, every single like kid knows who's winning or who's losing. You know what I mean? Like, you can just tell. As soon as you count the points. Exactly. And everyone's counting, you know? And um, it's like people are afraid of losing. People are afraid of failing. It's okay to lose. It's okay to fail. As long as you learn from it. That's the most important thing. Yeah. And so it's the same with giving up. I think if you give something a fair crack and it doesn't work out, you don't have to feel ashamed to give up. You know, you can lift your head high.
1: I just feel like I can sort of go along this sort of like Prussian line in regards to like, say, agreeing or disagreeing with you. It's like, no, failure is not an option, kids. You know, it's a harsh world out there. You just got to keep going. But uh, that's just me being a bit hyperbolic. No, I agree with you on that but uh, i'm not really sure if i can think of any advice that i would find well i wouldn't find that useful when i was given as a kid but uh what about you burn oh let me see uh you shouldn't ask that
2: girl out i'm asking that girl out and why is that oh just because you know someone
1: told me not to you know says i can't says i can't do it <laughs> oh i know one when I was uh, taught as a kid, don't call people names. No, sometimes you're fully within the right to call someone certain names. Would not you agree? Oh yeah, a hundred percent. So there we go. Bike. But <laughs> no, no. But seriously though, I've been
2: taken. Like I said, don't uh, don't go out that person. They're you know X Y reason, and they're usually valid reasons not to go out with them. So uh, me being the uh, you know, I don't care what you say. Let me <laughs> find out for myself. Uh, did it and uh, let's just say it was uh, two weeks of hell (laughs) three dates and uh and then me calling it off and it's really awkward
1: i still remember the first time like i walked up to a girl like asteroid it was oh it's so scary times dark times wait wait you didn't do a text message no no i did it in person Ooh, brave terrifying like that is so brave, uh, so brave. Like uh, just comment my status and all that. Is it? Like, You're so
2: brave, Alex. Unlike me, who just phones had just started coming out, and not everyone had one yet, and you had to call home phone. And God forbid if the mum picked up.
1: What if you emailed or brother? Have you? Ever, do you know anyone that emailed to someone they wanted to ask out? Like way oh, back I, in the day? I've had it.
2: Yeah, I got email asked out by a girl that I would met once only, and we chatted
1: on MSN. And
2: that takes you back right there. Yep. And yeah, that uh, that
1: didn't work out, let's just say that. Hmm. Maybe I think I did, perhaps, when Bebo was a thing. When what? Oh. Do you not remember Bebo? No. It was like before Facebook, everyone in my school loved it, where I don't even actually know what it was. It was just this weird social media before Tumblr and Facebook were It was or so weird. Thing. Yeah. But then again, though, I was like this really weird edgy kid. I had like dark black backgrounds with skulls everywhere and all that sort of stuff. Yeah.
0: I'm surprised you don't have any skull tattoos on you.
1: Yeah. I kind of do. Have You've got not... the
0: um like oh is it not the mechanicus one. Yeah, no the,
1: but... the mechanicus tattoo, but it's still like a sort of some sort of cyberpunk skull if you put it down to like bare basics.
0: Well, actually now that we're on the topics of tattoos, um you know, with people say don't get tattoos and stuff like that. Yes. What do you think about that,
1: uh, Alex? It depends on the location and the quality of the tattoo. I would normally uh, discourage someone from, like, say, getting an eye tattoo or some stupid text, <laughs> especially in the retina.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It really, it, when it comes to tattoos, to each their own, and. Um, I would just personally be against people, like, having text tattoos of, like, inspirational quotes and all that, because that's just the trashiest type of tattoo you can get. But it has to be, like, personal to you and all that sort of stuff. It's like, no, that's just dumb. <laughs> or, I don't know, when people put, like, uh, realistic portraits of people, I, like, I'm like i not really a fan of those. Those never really look good. You have to have, a or like, a proper top-of-the-line artist to actually make it look good. But... Uh, yeah, really, Just it depends on the location of the tattoo and uh, what exactly the quality of it is. Like, I would never really encourage someone to get, like, on your neck or your face unless it's some, like, Maori Pacific Islander stuff. Because then, therefore, it'd be acceptable, I would say.
0: So what was your thought process behind your tattoos? I think, uh, Is well, it just a
1: simple, it was cool? yeah, really, like, um, when you first get it, you're always, like, uh, at people around you, but it has to be so something that's really important and meaningful to you, and I was like, no. I wouldn't say So If it's just cool to you, fine. I think that's enough. And if it's just done by a really good good artist, I think that's reason enough, I suppose. Just don't get your crush's name. No, or anyone's name, because... Uh, Not matching even tattoos. your own name. I think, I think matching <laughs> tattoos would be fine, because, say, if you broke up, you can still make a story around it, but... It, yeah, if you got someone's name, no, you're an idiot.
2: Yeah. But uh,
1: at the moment, though, I sort of get a tattoo for the sake of gaining a tattoo. It's just, its I don't know, it's just very addicting. I don't know why there's such excitement getting one. And uh, I've got my fourth tattoo booked for the end of this August. It will be Sauron's helmet from the Lord of the Rings, and it will be added to my Lord of the Rings sleeve that I plan to get. That is definitely nerd talk. Yeah, well, I'm <laughs> sorry for derailing it, but uh, you could blame Black for Brock for that, for he was the one that mentioned tattoos. Okay,
2: we're going to the next song, it's Crush, Racket, listen to Hump <laughs> Vibes, I'm ready Fremantle, 107.9 FM. And that was Night Rider, A Right Direction, before that was Sang Make. I really like that song, Night Rider. That was a great find, Brock.
0: No worries. Yeah.
2: Okay, we're going straight into Game Sash.
1: Choose your character. Choose your, Choose your weapon. weapon. Round one. Fight! This is Game
2: And on this week of Game Sesh, we're actually just going to talk about a game we're playing, you know, that we're playing right now. I'm personally playing a game called 20XX, which is kind of like a Mega Man game. Uh, Alex, what are you playing right now?
1: Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six
2: Siege. So, and also a game from 2014. Cool. And I'm messing around with uh,
0: Pokemon at the moment.
2: Ooh. Yes. That's for assignment, though, isn't it, though?
0: Yes, it's for an assignment, um, which, basically, to sum it all up, we have to make a mod of a game. And so what I decided to do as my mod is I'm going to mod um, the old uh, Game Boy Advance Pokemon game, so Pokemon Fire Red. Yes. And, um, yeah, I'm just going to add a couple of things in that, going to change the maps around, blah, blah, blah. Um, and, yeah, so I'm playing a bit of Pokemon at the moment as research, funny enough, because it actually is research. And I'm just trying to find uh, things which I can adjust just for a bit of quality of life and stuff like that.
2: Well, that's super cool. Like, And we have talked about it off air. And I love the idea of it. It's just my favorite part is that not having to trade with anyone. Yes. That's a an idea that I believe there should be an option to have. It's a solo mode only type adventure where you can just go through and collect it
0: all. And I think that's a great thing to have in it. And the thing is, though, back then, um, it was very difficult in some cases for people to actually trade because they didn't have wireless trading and there was no internet and stuff like that. And so, you actually had to physically have a friend which had the opposite game to you. And the cable. The link cable, exactly. And then you had to trade him and then you had to trade him back and it just doesn't really work. And now that's not an issue, but- if you want to go back and play these games, you are now limited with what you can and can't get in Pokemon now. And the saying is, got to catch them all. Well, you can't catch them all now, so... Yeah, which seems kind of ridiculous. I'm sorry. There should be a
2: point where you can get it all. And if you look at the actual game itself, it's not hard to just go, okay, here's the old map. They're all existing here. Have them at low level. Who cares? Just give me access to them. doesn't seem like too difficult to
0: be honest exactly and uh it's not too difficult but i'm i feel like i'm gonna have a lot of work that i need to do to get all this done because i'm gonna have to manually go through a lot of things but i am up for the challenge um alex now let's go on to you so you mentioned the games that you're playing uh why are you playing them
1: well, at the moment, I am actually drastically cutting down my game time because uh, with the uh, university honours, but I do reserve Saturday for just only gaming, and uh, at the moment, I tend to play, it's either, yeah, Rainbow Six Siege or For Honor with a couple of my friends. And it Really, it's tend to be Ubisoft multiplayer games, but um, Rainbow Six Siege most of the time because the community is still quite lively, it's surprisingly alive after so so many years but then again they just keep updating it and adding new operators and new maps and all that sort of stuff. And I guess the reason why the community has lasted for so long is because Rainbow Six Siege is one of those really innovative games for a shooter. It's fantastic. But the for those who haven't played it, the general gist of it is um, you'd be assigned to a team of five and you'd be either like the attacker or the defending side hence the Siege. And you would have to, like, barricade your place, uh, prepare, like, defences and all that sort of stuff. And then as the attacking side, you would have to, like, sneak in, try and, like, rescue the hostage, defuse the bomb or whatever the objective is. And it is just really exciting all the time. I've never been bored with Rainbow. But unfortunately, when I was playing last week, I was absolutely abysmal so much so, so that I was tempted to um, sort of turn down the sensitivity of my mouse, which is, like, the worst, like, the most dishonourable thing one can do and, um, I sort of thought about this when, uh, I was playing as this character called Kavira, and her special ability is to be able to run around completely silent. So she's designed to basically sneak up behind people and, like, take them out quickly and quietly. And, uh, there was this one point where I heard someone, like, breaking into the house, and I was like, okay, this is great, I'll just sneak up behind them, shoot them, you know, excellent. And, uh, the person, I was right behind them, they didn't notice me, so, like, perfect scenario, and, uh, I miss most of my shots and then the person sees me and kills me instantly. And uh, that was just a moment of absolute despair. But, Seems like
2: uh, a flashback to when we played... Uh, what what game was that again?
1: Uh, Jedi Academy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I was the like, best. I, li- I like the way that we always... <laughs> we always had like very strict rules at first but then whenever I got salty I was just like, you know what, let's just bend these rules a bit. Like, and then well, you no <laughs> Yeah, yeah.
0: Let's bend the rules
1: like you're using the Force. Yeah, exactly. But... um. Then all of a sudden though later on in the night, I was suddenly quite godlike in the game, all because of having one glass of wine. for some reason it made my aim a lot better because I was less he- hesitant to shoot. And uh, yeah.
2: Hmm. well, you know, I so love there be- we go, kids. Let's if you want if
1: you want to do well in video games, always have a glass of wine. <laughs> what could go wrong?
2: Uh, well, just to let you know, we are not
0: condoning drinking and gaming.
2: but you know up to you, each person to their own
0: exactly now what about your blood bowl adventure barn because i know you've been loving that lately
2: i've spent way too much time on a certain game called blood Bowl 2 and there's a number three coming Oh, slowly been announced just by games workshop it's essentially my gridiron fix because there's no gridiron at all american football on tv and i've been playing way too much of it. playing a group tournament i'm currently in the finals for it as a newbie currently the it, let's just say it's a lot of fun well for me it's a lot of fun uh, it's there's a lot of dice involved in the game and something I re- as a programmer has realised I've realised all along that dice are not friendly There's a, even though there's only a certain amount there's a certain skill level you have the dice can still really 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 wreck you like it doesn't matter how well you play the dice can just mess you up completely and I mean don't get me wrong you can play your characters the best you can you play them a certain style but In the end of it, there is so much luck involved. And I think that's part of the reason I like it. Because, I'll be honest, I avoid the casino because I'm a bit of a addictive gambler. And this is, every move is a gamble. It's a low-risk gamble. Like, you're rolling a one in six, so uh, one is a failure, six is always a success. It's, yeah, it, let's just say, it's a little interesting and I've enjoyed it a lot. And when Blood Bowl 3 comes out, or 2020, or whatever they're going to call it, I'll be picking that up. And the thing is, I only paid five bucks for this game. I have put in two hundred and something hours now. Yes, yeah, so you've and, got your money's worth. Oh, I'm okay. So I value a game at a dollar an hour. I think that's a very nice structure to work with. If it's you know, hundred hours out of game. So let's look at GTR, something else like that. That's a lot of game time. Or Dota, for example, which at the start you had to pay five dollars to get it. Um, uh, PUBG, thirty dollars to get it. Uh, I got thousands of hours in this. I think they are worth every cent. Now, you know, if I get a 1000 hours out of it, I'm not going to pay $1,000 for it. But in the perspective of, hey, I've paid for this game. If I get anything more out of, you know, my $60 game, I'm happy with it. And then I've come across this other problem right now. I recently have been playing a lot of Warzone as well. And I think I've hit three days with it now. The whole game costs $60 online. Should I be purchasing it? But you didn't purchase it? No, because Warzone's free online. But the other main story of the game oh. and the multiplayer mode, so just Warzone itself is by itself, and the reason they made it free to play is because Fortnite and stuff like that's free to play. But should I be purchasing the game? Should I be spending that $60 to support the developer? Even though I've already bought the Battle Pass, so it's $10 So you already have game,
0: supported them then?
2: I have, but, you know, dollar for dollar type situation, should I be buying the whole game
1: maybe experiencing the campaign too? Are these AAA developers like supported by a really famous publisher or? It's Activision. Right. So they're not gonna. Well, I don't know. Like, I don't think I've heard of like money. Activision doesn't have the best of reputations. No, Activision
2: Blizzard has been absolutely terrible recently.
1: In treating developers. Yeah. Right. It's absolutely been trash. Mm. Okay. So
2: it comes down to the question of. Should I or should I not? For the sake of supporting the developers. I don't mm. want to support them because honestly, if I look at say Fortnite. Mm. Like, I can say that the hours I put into that game, which was not much, I never came across a hacker. Mm. In Warzone, I reckon every five games.
1: Well, you just sort of, like, told me never to play it, no, because I don't really want to kind of encounter hackers. Oh, no.
2: The, I've, we know how you shoot, so you wouldn't be in their bracket, because the yeah. hackers are always in the upper brackets. It's a bit different.
0: Because they've got, like, a high ELO, basically. Yeah, yeah.
2: And there's was like, oh, there's no ELO existing in this game. There's no ELO existing in this game. Like, it's hidden in the back. We know that it exists, and people test it all the time. Mm. It's actually really frustrating that they did that, but hey, you know.
0: That being said, though, is it more less elo, but more skill-based matchmaking instead? It's definitely
2: skill-based matchmaking, but it takes account your KD and your amount of so. There's a point system in exact like you know you get kills, assists, uh, objectives because you got objectives in it, which give you money, and if you spend that money, so you buy a loadout or whatever you get,
1: that counts towards it as well. So, yeah, it's like, it's just, it's a load of BS. But why don't we also talk about the game that you and I want to play that concerns Warhammer 40k? Ooh, yes. What is that
2: one called again? Ooh, Warhammer Vermintide?
1: No. No, not, well, Warhammer Vermintide is set in the, uh... I want to look it up ...the Warhammer Fantasy universe. But... Basically, the same sort of game, but set in the 40K universe. We we can play well as part of this like squad of Imperial Guardsmen, fighting endless hordes of tyrannids. Darktide. Darktide. Yes. We'll have a 40K.
2: I... Darktide.
1: That'll be really good. Uh, new
2: FPS uh, that is just coming out, and I actually messaged uh, Alex on the weekend uh, asking, "Hey man, have you got this game? Like, you know, can we play
1: it?" He's like, I've got this game, but I haven't got time. I'm like, ugh. No, no, I didn't say I didn't have time for it. It's just uh, Warhammer Vermintide, I, like the last time I played it, the community was just dead.
2: Yeah, but we don't need it to be involved with anyone else. We just yeah. be us. Yeah, maybe a, a little bit of an adventure. Start.
0: I you know guess if me. you've got a group like, of people you can play with, it doesn't matter if the community's dead, because you've already got your mini community anyway. Yeah, it's just a co-op game. That's all it is. Yeah. And
2: it looked like, you know, super fun. And honestly, it looked like I'd probably get 20 hours out of it, maybe. Maybe, yeah.
1: But then again, though, I think it might be interesting, like, observing you playing it as someone that knows nothing about 40k.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, I'll be going through and it's like, what's this room? What is this person? I don't... Big guy. Kill the big guy? Do we kill the big guy? Do we mm. take out little guys? Are the little guys dangerous? What What are we doing? I don't know. I
1: think that'll be quite, that
2: will, well, be quite be fun. Like...
1: Instead of having a squad of hardcore 40k fans that take, like, the lore really, really seriously all the time. But, yeah. Uh, yeah but then, that'll be interesting and then so we maybe we can have like people in between that sort of no pits about 40k here and there maybe maybe yeah, yeah. okay I'd be so tempted to just shoot you I really hope friendly fire is available I really hope not either because
2: yeah. you know you, you love to do it okay so we're going to a song it's Midnight Ivy This is Vibes I'm ready for mental, 107.9 FM we are talking Pokemon Game of Thrones <laughs> we could talk about that
1: these guys remember Gangnam Style right I loved Gangnam Style you're listening to Nerd Talk so those two songs one was called Rose Drops by Like and before well and after that was Radio by the one and only Rammstein my favourite German metal band of all time anyway for this edition of Nerd Talk Byron decided to introduce us to some sort of War, World of Warcraft fan film if you want to bring us towards it or whatever uh,
2: so essentially what it is though is that it was a recreation of his experience with the uh temple wait i said that wrong okay who's the creator uh hurricane wait oh my god you've done this to me you had one job no you had one job because
1: you're introducing it well i'm introducing <laughs> it but i just like you're the one that's knowledgeable about it so i might as well just the throw point it towards is though, you.
2: he's recreated the uh the launch of uh the black temple tr- essentially did black temple did a trailer essentially it's experience of going from you know bc sorry from going through burning crusade going through that whole experience up to illidan which right. is essentially the first experience of after wow okay. and he spent eight months so one guy eight months mm. doing this entire thing
1: I did notice, that when I was watching the fan film that it seemed to be models that already existed in the game.
2: He did use models that exist in the game, but he also created models.
1: Right. But made it look like it was World of Warcraft characters. Yeah, yeah,
2: because he's pretty
0: much doing a recreation of it. I actually did a bit of uh, quick research into the video's description as well, and there's some form of um, model tool which he used where he could get the the, uh, model assets... And import them into some of the other software which you use, such as um, After Effects. Yeah, After Effects and stuff like that. So uh, that's why it looked like they were actually from uh, World of Warcraft because they were from World of Warcraft. So they just made them, you know, self animations and stuff like that.
2: Uh, I just think it's super cool the way it's done Mm. Um, because essentially it's the recreation of it. It's the whole army of Azeroth going there and doing it. Except he's recreated it in his own image, you mm. know, how you remember it. I mean, this isn't how you remember it. You've got 40 guys wailing everywhere. It's, that's how it was when you did it. Not this epic moment where someone throws a sword across the room and just kills the guy finally. It's, you know, it, it's completely different. Mm. But what this is a
1: fan-made trailer film, so to speak. Well, we're sort of in this really interesting age where um, fan films are at really high quality at the moment as well. And I'm really delighted to see some of them are actually getting hired by the original company as well. Yeah. Okay, just to clarify, he made
2: 21,000 After Effects layers. Uh, he had 560 unique characters. Mm. And it took him 305 days to produce. Interesting. As a solo project, that's a lot of time. It is. And but, um, and to make this whole thing, it looks beautiful. Mm. I'm impressed with this and this is kind of like my memory of it as well and i'm sure this thing's going to blow up mm. hopefully he does too well, i've subscribed
1: well for me though <laughs> when it like comes to fan film fan films uh, stuff that i get interested in are some of the recent 40k ones and uh, one of them who created this entire film like two and a half hours long basically adapting uh, from an audiobook he then got hired by Games Workshop to actually make proper animated films for them, which is brilliant because you're going to have people that are very, very passionate about the lore working on it as well. It's called the resume. Yeah.
0: If there's one thing which has never gone away, it's people making machinimas. Yeah. And that's yeah. technically what it is.
1: Yeah. I saw plenty of those for like Skyrim and such. Halo. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, Red vs. Blue. That's being what I was just going to say. Red vs. Blue being like. Probably the almost the innovator, but um, it's just they're never going to go away, and they
1: always still do insanely well yeah. in even the, the current age. God, oh, you give me like a, just a bunch of like flashbacks when you mention the word Machinima. Yeah, remember back in the days when that was like really popular. It well, still is. It still is. But unless I you're Machinima talking, was dead, unless you're talking about the actual it's, it's company a new, Machinima. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking about. Uh, like, I, I know about like the, the Machinima fan films. Yeah, there you know, yeah, are plenty yeah. of those, but. Uh, For me, my experience of them was only really from Skyrim.
2: I just think these fan films are really well done. Well, most of the time, they can be really well done. They can have some great ideas. And from that, you can launch out with your career from it. This is a great launching point for anyone that wants to do visual effects or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, animation and stuff like that. Make your own. It's part of your artwork. And people don't realize this.
1: And Then again, though, like one very, very good example is, uh, do you remember Astartes? Like, you loved it. I remember yes, you watching yeah, the yeah, stars. You you yeah, you showed me and this, that, and it was awesome. But no, and you got into it as well. But the thing is, oh, that got into trending on YouTube for a time. Yeah, I know. It's that was huge. brilliant. It's like, I really hope Games Workshop, or anyone hires that guy, or just any of them. Like, when you have people that, like, have put genuine passion into their projects, that's really what you need. But, um, yeah, do you have any final words, Brock, before we go to our next song? Oh, I mean,
0: uh, the only thing I really... Uh could say is that i just really hope this wave of uh machinima makers and all the fan films and all that stuff like that i just hope that it still keeps going because there's so much opportunity out there and there's so much potential to tell not only original stories but anything as well
1: so well no it's certainly an interesting thing to go on but uh, you've been listening to Humpty Vibes, driving you home on radio fremantle 107.9 fm with brock byron and alex is coming up to 4 p.m Coming up now is another song by Remstein, it's called Auslander. Enjoy. And that was Rainbow in the Dark, sung by Chemists. and before that was Mr. Prism by Psychedelic Porn Crumpets. You're listening to Hump Day Vibes, driving you home with Brock Bard and Alex on Radio Fremantle, 107.9 FM. It is nearly ten past four here at Murdoch University. So... Byron decided to introduce me to some video about Starship Troopers and it got me thinking about society being a bit more militaristic and it might be an interesting topic to think about. What if conscription was introduced? Would you agree with it or disagree with it?
0: Real quick, I love how it took a video about uh, Starship Troopers for Alex to go from that to, we want enlistment, everyone.
1: No, 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 no. It's the concept of a in- that uh, was prevalent in... Starship Troopers, even though conscription wasn't really a thing in the actual novel, but that, well, many people sort of misinterpret it because of the film, because the director didn't even read the book. He just saw a militaristic society He's so, said, oh, the nation has an army, so therefore it's fascist, right? No, no. Anyway, Byron, what would you think about conscription being introduced to Australia? Do you think it would be a good thing or a bad thing? I don't see it as a bad
2: thing. I feel like there are certain situations where it should be introduced. Mm. I feel like you could get some troublemakers out of say some bad situations by going, "Hey, look, conscription or, you know, jail time." I think a lot of people would go conscription, especially if it's
1: like peaceful times. Yeah. And we should be clear that it's not being conscripted into like say frontline sort of jobs per se. Mm-hmm. Like you're not sh- you shouldn't be forced to fight against your will. Unless I don't know for some reason in some apocalyptic scenario you were under some you're like the human race was under some existential threat and yeah you you do it you must if the bugs are invading you got to do what you have to but uh, I would agree that it would be a nice preference to possible jail time if you could like sort of serve your country I suppose and actually gain now. yeah and uh, you would gain valuable skills as well I think maybe the own trades or
0: something like that that would
2: be a great way to send them. And yeah, plumbers, something like that. And discipline as well. Yeah. You should
1: learn discipline. Of course.
0: I uh, I think we need to maybe lay out some rules first. So uh, what are the conscription ages? So is it from something like 18 years, or once you finish high school, to like, what, 25, 17. 27? Yeah. Or do, or do you have to do it uh, when you turn 17? like uh, 17 seventeen, twenty one. 21. S- that's what I mean. So do you get given a date, or is it your choice on when you do it? So i just decided by a lottery, I suppose. Like the Hunger Games.
1: Uh, well, no, because the thing is, though, it was sort of a thing in places like um, Switzerland, New Zealand, not New Zealand, um, Sweden and uh, South Korea as well. Even though South Korea kind of makes sense. you got, you know, your northern neighbor to sort of worry about. You know, you need to have a constantly standing military. Yep. Have to worry about Russia.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <Boo>.
1: <laughs> no, but uh, no, you're right. I do think we should have it. Maybe treat it like the way um, sometimes uh, convicted criminals might be offered the choice to do community service, perhaps. I would, I look at conscription and
2: I look at the situation. I feel like if you're not going to go study something, you're not going into
1: employment. You have no prospects in life. Yeah.
2: Essentially, you're going nowhere. Hey, here's your option. Serve your country. Then gain some skills. Yeah. Why not? And then, of course, there can be people that have gone to uni or whatever, and they're like, okay, I want to be an officer or something like that. Mm. That's
1: another pathway as well. And it also might be a good way, especially for people who have like being born and raised in like the upper and middle classes, to sort of uh, get alongside those of like lower classes as well, and try to like understand and em- em- uh, sort of like uh, empathize with them. Perhaps I don't know, like put them on an equal playing field, perhaps, and maybe change their perspective on things. Ooh,
2: that might See, be interesting. <laughs>
1: but uh, eh, that's just sort of some idle thought I was having just there.
2: It just seems like an easy way to manipulate things. Yeah, and I feel like it could be manipulated by. Too many people. Mm. Now, conscription in the way of jail time type situation? Yeah. Why not? Mm. I mean, you'd want to, again, not have s- certain skills you don't want them to develop, of course. Mm. But you want know Trades, you know, mechanical, all that stuff.
1: Yeah. And if, per se, reality, the international situation was certainly increasing in tension, I would uh, probably extend that towards the general population, perhaps? Yes. But, like, it depends on the context. Like, if it was, like, I don't know, Eastern Europe, like, during the height of the Cold War, I would understand. But uh, that will—it's kind of a slippery slope. Because you know what uh, the attitudes towards conscription were like, say, for Australia during the Vietnam War? And that was very, very unpopular. So it's like um, being very strict about it when it comes to frontline personnel. That has to be just volunteering only. But uh, logistic, logistics or anything like that? I don't know. I feel like it's a
2: slippery slope, and I mm. don't know how far we can go down it. Yes, because right now we're already at the,
1: at that point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, on that note, we've got another song coming up called Euphoria by Evangeline. Is that what it's called? Well, you're listening to Update Vibes, driving home on Radio Fremantle 107.9 FM. We'll be right back. And that was Judo Judo, you make my life complete.
0: And then before that, Alex, you can pronounce this one because i Because you're afraid struggling. of saying it wrong,
1: so therefore you might sound a bit rude there.
0: No, I'll, it's just more, I can't Don't like it, well, the previous it properly. Song, the
1: previous song was called uh, "On a Dish by Ramstein. Yes. But I say that with that recent song, though. I felt so content and relaxed after that. Could you say that it made your life complete? It did. I, I didn't want to say the pun for just out of a sense of pride and not wanting to shame myself, but yeah. Yeah.
0: It's only shameful if it's a bad pun.
1: Yeah, maybe.
0: Anyways, um let's talk traffic.
1: And I don't want to. I,
0: <laughs> and when I say traffic, I don't mean peak time traffic because you're being driven home by Brock Mara and
1: Alex on Radio Free or 107.9 FM with Hump Day vibes. And it almost <laughs> just like so it reminds me of those really boring conversations you have with people you don't really like. So the traffic today. Oh yes, it was a bit busy and all that. No, no, no this
2: is a cool one. Yes, this is a cool it story. Is. okay, is it? So uh it happened a couple of months ago, but this artist named Simon and now probably gonna get this wrong, but Werkert. From Germany, good. Berlin. Uh he discovered that if you have a lot of phones in one area, Google's algorithm for the maps suddenly starts going. Hey, there's a traffic jam here. So he discovered this when there was an event on there when no one was like on the roads because they closed the roads for an event. And anyway, so he started to test the thing and he got uh, leg- uh, 99 phones and put them in a little red wagon and walked around Google and showed the traffic jams happening. And you know did it over a day. And over the you know Google Maps took about an hour to catch up. And it literally caused complete mayhem on the map system. Wherever he went, massive traffic jams appeared on the map. So people being diverted here, there, everywhere. So wherever he was, wasn't busy traffic for like, you know, the hour after, so to speak. And so, yeah, absolutely made mayhem for the entire system, including he went out the front of the Google store, not Google store, Google headquarters in Germany and stuff in Berlin and did all that. And it's super cool, this art project where essentially he has just gone around and used 9 phones to cause traffic jams. <laughs> he has it's, it's, definitely it's caused an awesome troll. It's mm. a fake traffic jam. It's, it's so cool because it shows a massive weakness in the system.
1: Who knows, maybe in some brighter future it would discourage people from using cars entirely.
0: Maybe we can go um, like to places by, I don't know, Maybe raising a horse and getting a
1: carriage or something along those lines. And I would. I would like to go into work. Horse, horse I would like. Carriage. I would like to go into work like upon a rearing stallion. That'd be fun.
0: What about uh, we finally get our kangaroo pets and they hop us to? Uh...
1: Nah, I think you know, the kangaroos are in league with the, um, the emus. We don't want to trust them. <laughs> we still haven't won that war yet, and they still wage genocide against the human race. Exactly. Yeah, I love that
0: you've gone straight off topic straight away. Don't worry. I was gonna. I was gonna reel him back in. But, um,
1: you just let me go, but then you you yanked the choke chain.
0: <laughs> yes. But honestly, I think it's pretty cool because, like you said, it does identify a flaw in their system. And it's a low-tech flaw. But this is just a Google flaw, might we add. Yes. This didn't affect any other maps. No, no, it didn't. It can you imagine, though?
1: Can you imagine if say, it affected countries like the US, India, China? Like, in terms of, like, the traffic there? No, I don't. But no, like, no, just a hypothetical scenario, can you imagine? Yeah,
2: but the traffic's already terrible there, so...
1: Yeah, but just can't I'm imagine it, that if one. it affected it.
2: Yeah, I, not uh, really, because it's already terrible, so you can't really affect it anymore.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's what The I fear was, of the virus, yeah. though, uh, like, the fear of coronavirus certainly helped in sort of decreasing it, I suppose. Did it really decrease
0: things, though, in America? To a degree. Oh,
1: that depends on the state you look at. Mm.
0: The only state America are in in regards to coronavirus is denial. No, I mean, like... Yeah, I know, I know. I know. Well, huh. Get it? <sighs> I terrible. thought that was really funny. But, yeah. no, back on this traffic thing, though, um, I think it's fun that we have people like this man who has... Uh, how would you pronounce it again? Vekel or something? Or vertel?
1: Let me get it. Because... Uh, um,
2: yeah,
0: work W-E-C-K-E-R-T. Veckelt, probably pronounced it wrong there. But, uh, no, no,
1: no. It's Simon... Uh, go away, privacy there. Simon Veckel. Yeah, yeah so, well, so you guys can say it, because I can't.
0: Uh, yeah, I see. I think it's pr- pretty cool that he's done this, because... Like I said, A, it uh, is showing the floor in a system. But B, it's harmless fun.
1: He sounds like someone that would be involved in, like, B on 4chan, perhaps. I don't know, just trolling for the sake of it.
0: I was going to say he's probably the modern-day uh, doofenshmirtz, but, you yeah, know, whatever fun. floats the boat.
1: Maybe he can be, like, the heir to big man Tyrone.
0: Yes, exactly. Now, um, <laughs> moving on from traffic, though, there is one more thing I want to talk about, and it is has nothing to do with the traffic but i figured we may as well talk about it now that we're talking i want to talk about how byron is a bit of a prediction god kind now, of. now it's 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 about the um
1: oh wise byron of the lake tell me my future
0: yes and it's a it's about uh the afl and this is something byron said probably what a month ago or maybe june two months ago First, i think it okay was. june 1st so that's over two months ago and so we've got a little clip which I want to play right now for you, and... Hopefully it works. Hopefully it works, but I think this will be pretty interesting.
1: Because if not, it'll just be an awkward... Oh. And no, then
0: no, so afterwards... I'm, I'm talking about if
2: it happens here at Optus Stadium. So my theory is you'd have all the semi-finals here as well. You'd yes, have all the games here. but at here. the moment it can't because of the contract. Yeah, but the contract... Well, if you can't... I'm sorry, if you can't open up the state to have it there, they've got to have it somewhere else.
1: So yeah, no, that really mean, can the,
2: there's no indication that the state won't be open at the moment. I would be indicating otherwise though. But the whole point being is it would be very easy to have the semi-finals here. Everyone flies over. You know there's the week gap before that. You could have everyone in Queensland, South Australia or something as well before that doing you know, the last games so to speak. And then after that they fly over to Western Australia and do it.
1: You're so pleased with that, Byron, aren't you?
2: Of course. Now, I had made the prediction that the AFL will be here, played. You know, the grand final and maybe the finals will be played here in WA. Now, as the situation continues to unravel in the eastern states, it's becoming more and more likely, to the point that certain betting companies have actually put bets up of where this game will be played. And what is number two on that list? Optus. Optus Stadium. You know, that... That says something, you know, it really says that, hey, they're actually going, you know, the sports betters who, you know, they've got algorithms and they've got plans in their head. They know it's being talked about right now. And I honestly think we're at a 50-50 point where it's going to happen. The only thing is that I feel like the, you know, Queenslanders and essentially all the Eastern State people will be like, no, we want to keep it here because it's in the Eastern States. Maybe and that's one of the
1: reasons why Clive Palmer wants to come over here. Oh, God. We're not going down that rabbit hole. Yeah, he no, should just not. not.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so right now it's kind of looking more and more likely, especially since it's put in second on the list. Um, its odds were like two point seven, and the one before that was one point eight or something. Which you know what? I didn't see that one happening.
1: And also, just before we uh, wrap this segment up, on that exact day where Byron was making making his predictions on the AFL, I was sort of crying because uh, the Six care. Nations, the Six Nations rugby was cancelled. But they recently made the announcement that uh, the Six Nations will return in October. Everything changed when the Fire Nation attacked. Yeah, all changed, changed utterly.
0: Exactly. But now that's good news that the Six Nations is back. As long as it's, of course, following the necessary guidelines of social distancing and wearing masks and everything, though. though.
1: Like, uh, I I don't really think... Obviously, the stadiums won't be full of people or anything like that, but can you imagine how awkward and quiet it will be when the teams, like, do their national anthem? I mean, the national anthem will be playing, so it'll probably be the same now
0: as usual.
1: No, because it's not the same, though, when you don't have the crowd singing with you. That is true. That is true.
0: Anyways, let's go to our next song. This one's from the good old Carla Geneve. It's called Don't Want to Be Your Lover. And once again, listening to Hump Day Vibes. Uh, it was a liminal drifter with choirs on Mars. And then, of course, we also had Up Late uh, with Friends. And welcome back to Hump Day Vibes and Radio Fremantle 107.9 FM with Brock, Byron and Alex. We've been spinning uh, Choir on Mars a lot lately, but it's very chill, it's so good. Um, it's sort of what you need at this time of the day. Exactly. I think... It's a very underrated aspect of driving home, especially in in the uh, drive time slot. Um, just sometimes you just want to maybe cruise and just listen to some music for a tiny bit instead of having to have voices in your head and whatnot.
1: But um, yeah, because I have yeah. voices in my head all the time. Exactly, just, uh, but that's just schizophrenia. Never they never agree. They never agree with each other at all. It's annoying.
0: What do you mean they agree? <laughs> no, they don't.
1: No, they don't. Ah.
0: Ah. Anyways, though, um, we are going to see you guys out with a bit of music, though, for the rest of the show. Um, if you guys enjoyed listening to Hump Day Vibes for today, uh, as always, you can check us out on Spotify, which is Humpday Hump Day Vibes. We have every single show from January 2019 to current day up on that. Uh, we also have humpdayvibes.com where we're posting stuff on that. Uh, it's going to be going through a bit of a refresh very soon, so it might not be as updated as it should be. Uh, just, you know, that's how it is. Um, aside from that, though, check us out on Facebook. Check us out on Instagram. They're at Vibes. And, yeah, comment on our stuff. Message us asking for song requests. Anything, we will do it as long as it's pretty clean for the music. Um, is there anything you guys would like to say before we say goodbye for today? No, have a great day. Drive safe. Uh, Alex? Catch you later. Catch you later. Well, that is it for today with Brock Baron. and Alex from Hump Day Vibes. It is 12 to 5. Enjoy the music for the next 12 minutes and we shall catch you next week. Goodbye. Au revoir. Adios. us in. Le- exactly. Das for Dania. <laughs> We're going to leave you with Fire Goes Out by Vacation
1: Club and then uh, some more awesome tracks. So goodbye.